Hello everyone, once again, I'm Stewie, and this is my podcast, The Spill with Stewie. As I mentioned in my little um, introduction episode, I am a college student. Yay. Yep, that's right, I spent thousands of dollars, um, increased my debt, and worsened my credit score as I pray to God himself that I will have a wonderful career. Um, so for today, this topic was actually suggested by my mom, so I hope she'll listen and I'm going to be talking about college life, the things I've experienced, um, the things I've observed, and what I have heard from the press. So here we go, college, let's get it. So um, I go to school in South Florida, but actually grew up um, most of my life in Georgia, which pretty much means I am an out-of-state student. Um, I attend a private university, so I, there is no out-of-student um, tuition that I have to pay. So on that note, I kind of dodged a bullet. However, there's some other problems and such that, you know, kind of go along with being a college student. And um, I think, honestly, the biggest one or one of the biggest ones is that I'm, like, really far from home to me. And, yeah, I know that, you know, most people's like, well, Georgia is really close to Florida. Um, but I'm in Dubois. I'm, like, in the south. So it's a really long drive. And you have to take a flight. So it's not that really accessible. And, um, yeah, so, like, my family's far, my friends are far, and, you know, I was just starting off, I was just surrounded by a bunch of people I didn't know. And from visiting the school before, before I, um, committed to a college in my senior year, I had met some people when I was visiting the school, and, you know, that, um, assisted me definitely, helping me out at least a little bit at first. But I was still, like, terrified to start school. Because I really don't do well with new people. Um, yeah, and I just, I'm just nervous. Like, I love Florida, you know, the environment, the sun. There's this great culture about it. But I was pretty much stuck on campus. I don't have a car, and I really, if I just didn't have, like, um, a real reason to get a bus pass. Because I didn't, I didn't have the job at a time, and... I didn't really have a reason to leave campus that would, you know, cause me to spend, let's say, like, 60 bucks bucks a month. Um, however, you know, it was, you know, it was a challenge. Everything was new. I, you know, I don't, not good with starting conversations with people. Um, I can say, I can see the same person every day, and if, like, if they don't say hi to me, I might not tell you them and say anything to them. And, um... It was just rough, and I kind of wasn't um, expecting that, I guess. I mean, in a way, I kind of knew about my social problems, but I didn't realize how, like, intense me not really being comfortable around people would affect me. And, you know, it's just something I had to go through because since elementary school, you know, I had this big goal. I'm like, I'm going to go to college, out of state. And, you know, I was I was set on it, but there's so much that goes to it, you know. You leave your family, and if something happens to you, you know, there's this, your family has to pretty much come up with this, like, quick game plan of how they're going to see you. I mean, this doesn't have, happen to me, but it's still a concern, like, dang, if I'm in a hospital, and, you know, hopefully my family needs to come see me, you know, that they'll be able to do it. Um, another part about being out of state, um, you have to really adapt to, like, a new environment. Each city has its own culture in a way that sets you apart. 
you know, you could be prepared for anything new or, like, ready to accept it, but you still have to, like, watch yourself, see how things go. Um, but, you know, so far with school and stuff and everything, I feel like I've been doing well. It's kind of, like, my social problems that I'm working on. But, um, it just really relies, everyone going out of state, it just relies on, like, how well you do to deal with changes. And I feel like even if, you know, going out of state is still really different than, let's say, if you're, like, a few hours away from home. Like, you can kind of make a drive to get back home. And going out of state, you really, like, unless you're, like, by a border of a state, you have to, um, like I said before, you have to make a game plan. It's like, ah, jeez, you know, it's weird. And then I think, um... One of the different things you have to kind of get used to is the fact that, like, once you leave home, like, your family's home life still kind of, like, moves on without the in a way. Like, um, my mom constantly makes a point to me is that I have to kind of realize that, you know, my family has a schedule of their own. And, you know, there are good times and bad times to call. Like, I can't call during the weekdays when Jeopardy is on. And right now my little brother has soccer games, so I have to be sure, you know, when to call and when not to call. And another thing is your friends from high school or those people that you know you were close with um, back home, if they're going to college or the military and stuff like that, they're making their own friends. And it's not really like a jealousy thing, but it is different, if that makes sense. Because, you know, now there you're with people from different states or even countries. And um, they are too. And they're meeting people. And, you know, some of your friends are better um, at dealing with new environments, dealing with people. Some of them are very social, have no problem making new friends. Not to say that they're going to neglect you, but it's something that, you know, it's just different. You know, you you don't have the same friend circle anymore. Now there are new people, so now you got to learn names where that, that friend is from and things like that and you know everything is kind of about change you know and change doesn't have to be bad you know we're all going to go through it at some point and there's going to be something we contribute to it and something we gain from it you know and I feel like sometimes people are so tired of what's around them that they feel like they have to have such a clean slate especially um at a time like this when after you graduate and you go to college if that's where your path is going especially if you leave home and go far away that you know you're gonna be like okay just forget everything i'm gonna just start all over new and i don't think that's healthy in a way you know some of us have really good deep uh, relationships with our friends and family back home and you shouldn't completely neglect them just so you can be like something different because sometimes you're gonna feel out of place and you just need to, you know, take your time, look back at what you know, and kind of step back into your comfort zone so you can keep on moving forward. So it just all takes time, especially when you're out of state. It just takes time to get used to. But, you know, I am happy where I decided to go. And, you know, so I have to take a deep breath and continue giving myself time and just tell myself, hey, everything's going to work out. One of the major changes from high school to college, um, really is your, like your attendance policy. There are some professors that you know really hardcore and strict about how often you attend class, but 
if you don't show up, like, no one's calling your parents, wondering what happened, and, um, I mean, I always go to class really, like, I'm just paranoid about missing anything important that can be an exam, um, furthermore, for, like, the first two terms of my school year, I had, like, lab classes where the attendance policy was ridiculously strict, like, you could not miss more than one class in a cycle, or you had to drop the class and make it up. And, you know, I don't have the excess funds to just uh, be making up classes all the time. And, you know, people always talk about discipline at school and especially, like, being a college student when you're on your own. And, yeah, you need to have some type of discipline, especially as it relates to attendance. Like I said, no one's holding your hand. No one's making sure you go to class. And it's real, man. Like, you know, sometimes your bed feels way too comfortable leaving for an 8 a.m. class. And, you know... And sometimes the other hand is like you have to kind of realize when you need to. I'm not saying, you know, if you have like throwing up that you're going to make your way and journey to go to class. But it's kind of like the little things like, okay, you coughed like three times last night. Doesn't mean you should skip class or you have a slight headache. Eh. But overall, like I said, you know, on the other side, take care of yourself. You know, know when to stay home and when not to stay home. Get the work from someone else and keep them moving if you miss class. But that is one of the bigger ones. And another real, like, college experience, um, especially for if you're, like, a freshman or transferring and stuff, is having a roommate. Um, I have two little siblings. Um, I should have I a room with my little brother. But I think I was, like, 10, so I don't even really remember that. Plus, if I was 10... He was like four? I feel like he was even younger than that when I was sharing a room with him because I just don't remember. And you know, having a roommate in college um, can be difficult. You have two people coming together with their own opinions, their own preferences and quirks, and you just have to work things out living in like this confined space because that can really cause some issues. And this year for me, my um, college life, um, it was interesting, my roommate, she's four years older than me, and that was really weird, because I'm the oldest, so, like, the only person that was older than me in my household were my parents, I was kind of, wasn't sure how things were going to work out, but, you know, I was lucky, because, like, you know, she had the maturity to back up her age, and, you know, understood things like, hey, we need to cooperate with things, like, you know, hey, turn off the lights at night. We're going to share who pays for um, the toilet paper and the paper towels and stuff like that. You know, we want to give each other our personal space. Like, we've never gone through each other's things. Um, and to this day, we'll still, like, ask to borrow something, like, really simple that, you know, the other person going to say yes. So I kind of do consider myself lucky. Like, I've heard some crazy roommate stories. I've heard people who, you know, stole money, were breaking things. Um, starting drama between their roommate and their friends and like it was just a lot going on and I would just be like nope me and me and my roommate are cool no issues here you know it's just I mean having a roommate isn't completely easy especially like me like it took me forever to open up to my roommate like just trying to like really get there I'm nervous it takes me a while to get used to people um, and I mean, that's the issue with me, like, it took me, like, months to really, like, feel, like, connect with my roommate, but, and now I'm here, and the school year's almost over, and now I'm like, crap, I'm gonna have a different roommate, 
this is not it. Oh my god. Oh. But, you know, hopefully, you know, we'll keep getting better, growing, and stuff like that. So, you know, work out things, and I hope my room being is good, you know. The main thing is, like, you should, if you want to and you're comfortable, you should open up to your roommate. You know, that person that if something happened to you, your family would know who to reach out for, you know, just in case. And just in the basic level, you know, treat your roommate with respect. And you could be surprised by how well they respect you, too. Let's talk about sex. I am just hardly going to say this. Did not really experience this for myself. Um, again, major social issues, but it is a reality. And you know, whether you do it or not, people are going at it around you and you got to hear about it. Like our first class of the year, these two people hooked up, went out for a few months and then everything like went to crap um, a little after Christmas break. And like with such an interactive um, class like labs I had, like it was just dramatic. If they were going through something, you could feel the problems in the air. And, you know, for freshmen especially, people who are, like, hooking up and messing around within the same social groups. There was, like, a gonorrhea outbreak between a class of people. Um, yeah, that was ill. That was rough, man. Like, that's just saying it. And I'm gonna be real, you know, snuck to say that, hey, you know, don't have sex when you go to college. But you have to be careful because STDs are real, pregnancy is real, and you know, whether you're a freshman or you're a senior, don't let such this this big influence like sex and sexual activities in our society influence you and isolate you, you know. You shouldn't feel like you have to do it because everyone around you is doing it. Um, that mindset can really cause some like emotional damage or just burden on you down the road. Down the road. <clears throat> So, like, do things at your own pace. Just keep in focus, like, why you're here. If you're going to be with somebody, do it for the right reasons. Not just to be um, following the crowd and stuff like that. And that's, like, like a little PSA on um, sex. So, you know, wrap it up, kids. Take your contraceptive. Stay safe. Be nice. Things like that. And for a not-so-popular topic about college is career preparation. Most people focus um, so much on getting their degree that they kind of like procrastinate on post-graduation. Um, so it's important to kind of have that conversation with yourself as soon as you can. Like, what are you going to do after you graduate? You know, have an idea of what you want to do because as you like learn more about your degree and your options, it's like, wait a second. My industry is, like, way bigger than I thought, so it is better to plan now. And, you know, there are a significant number of college students who are not using, um, utilizing their degree. And it makes it kind of difficult because, um, how our workforce is changing in the United States. Like, you know, you're supposed to have this degree, but you're also supposed to have work experience, but I can't get the work experience without the degree. And, you know, that is a problem, so there are some things that you can do to kind of um, prepare yourself, I would say, like doing an internship that is related to your degree. Um, and I would just recommend this whether or not, you know, your, um, university requires it or not. And, you know, you can also go to job fairs or, like, recruitment events that your college might be hosting. You know, um, show your face. 
meet the people who are doing the things you want to do like especially with hospitality industry like they love fresh bait college students and graduates and love to like take them and invest them into long-term employees like your first job and after college could really be the career you're looking for and um you know obviously get like not everything has to be this big old like career prep like if you need a job in college for your daily expenses and sometimes you just got to take the job that you can get but even then you know still researching is important you know still thinking about your goals talk to the people who've done it you know there's a professor you like talk to them see what they know see what their path was after college especially the professors that might be alumni of your school um the other thing you can do is uh, network through your department head um they can really get your foot in the door at least you know to look around before you make a decision it's always good to think about the future as a whole shifting gears a little bit um so basically a few months ago on social media there's this big um debate that exploded pretty much between um, black college students basically talking about the pros and cons of attending HBCUs, historically black colleges and universities, or PWIs, which are predominantly white institutions. And the debate was pretty heated at times. Um, I had my own conversations with my friends who attended HBCUs, and originally the debate was talking about whether um, education from attending an HBCU could compare to um, t- t- attending a PWI. You know, um, HBCU students felt as if they had to emphasize just how hard they worked and that they were pretty much putting the same effort and work than those who attended PWIs. However, those students were pretty much saying that maybe while the work is the same, the um, social aspects are different and a non-HBCU HBCU black student would have it difficult. And um, basically both points, both sides I should say, um, they're, you know, they made sense. Um, Originally HBCUs were founded to educate black people at levels that were originally denied to us at the time. So, you know, with professors that look like us, talk like us, it was easier, it does make it easier. You know, your professor knows what it means to be black in America, can guide you as a mentor, show you how to market and keep your integrity as a black person without having to feel like you need to assimilate as this white professional standard. So that is the obvious um, advantage, this better sense of community after all. Um, And in PWIs, you know, you're going to have your black professors that can somewhat give you this, but you know, that's on a personal scale. That's not like the foundation of the school, you know, with history and years of backing that up. You know, you're not really taught the significance of your history as like a core class, like African-American studies might be like an elective, you know. You're not necessarily shown how your community is doing, how to work hard. So this does provide some challenges with while in college and afterwards, you know. Um, a white professor just may not understand um, that, you know, you need to be excused from a couple of classes because you're attending a funeral. And for most black people, a funeral is not a one-day event. One day there's the wake, then there's the funeral, and then there might be like a reunion, spending time with family. And, you know, you say that you know you're going through that, you're not lying, but a professor, a white professor, just could be thinking you're being a delinquent or making excuses. And another thing about attending a non-HPCU is that, um, you're really just going to kind of witness that systematic prejudice against you. 
I would imagine, you know, you've heard stories where black people are getting stopped by security guards. Um, I'm pretty sure, I feel like there's a movie about oh, President Obama when he's in um, college. I feel like there was a scene where he's going back to his dorm and then a security guard stops him and is like, what are you doing? And he's like, I'm trying to get back in my dorm, my ID and everything. And the guard still doesn't believe him. And like, you know, decades later, here we are. And it's pretty much still what happens, you know. You're out late, you come back late from partying or whatever you're doing with your friends. You get stopped by a security guard and it's like, hey, I'm supposed to be here. You know, this is my school and everything like that. And they might not believe you and that makes it difficult. So that is one of those things. Um, I feel like another issue when it comes to HBCUs versus PWIs is that attention media um, has towards students who go to HBCUs. Like, you know, you go on black social media accounts and you see our fellow students who are getting highlighted and celebrated, you know, whether they get accepted to an HBCU or the things they're doing as a student there. Another thing, you know, and our families, whether it's due to legacies of um, college graduations just simply the expectation that HBCUs are just going to get pushed so much harder, especially on, you know, high school students. You hear, well, they have the same program at that school, or why don't you just go where the black people are? And, you know, it makes sense. You can get a good education at an HBCU, and there's no doubt about that. But sometimes the school has a better program, and there's nothing wrong with that. You know, you just have to look at all your options. Some HBCUs are, like, ridiculously expensive. Who has the money for it? And for me, my experience, there was only one HBCU in the college that offered my degree, and it was the program was so new that they hadn't even had a graduation class from it. So I chose my school that I'm at right now because it has offered me more money, it has a better reputation, and the degree was better. And I feel like there shouldn't really be any shame in saying that one school's program is better than the, uh, than the other. You know, like, there isn't going to be the super school in this country where, you know, every single program at the school is top tier, top tier, top tier, even with Ivy League schools, you know. You'll go to Yale for whatever program they have there that that's the best and stuff like that, even though all the programs are good, but still. And I feel like another thing is when it comes to students who go, go to HBCUs, it's like this, like, always constant celebration of HBCUs kind of does exclude, you know, other black students who are doing well like my school is one of the number uh, most diverse um, schools in the region we have students from all over the world all over the country well you know we are not getting we are not getting attention from our black community or celebrities and stuff like that so I hope just in general as like black students who are working hard towards their career and towards their degrees and things like that that we can like find a way to understand each other because at the end of the day we are all going to be working towards against a system that has you know systematically been designed to go against us so well I understand the debate you know we should support each other because college is hard and we got to keep having that sense of community but I thought it was a really um interesting conversation a debate that was going on so um Moving forward, I think one of the issues with our K through 12 education system is that it's specifically designed to, to prepare students for college. And honestly, it kind of barely does that. You know, from college, I mean, not from college, from kindergarten on, you know, you hear that you're going to graduate from high school, go to college, get a career, start a family, retire, 
and like that's that in a few words your life is planned out and it's explained to you from five or before but there are of course other options life happens everyone graduates from high school and college and we barely learn about the alternatives like going to the military trade school or simply just working on your own for a lot of people you know School isn't for everyone, and depending on your career goal, you know, you can make things happen for yourself if you work hard. And I mean, like, some serious, like, grind and hustle. And, you know, you have to have reasonable expectations. Like, I'm not saying, you know, you could be a surgeon without going to school and getting a doctorate. But there is this real sense of pressure of going to college. And it really can be from families, too, especially with um, some minorities especially first generation Americans there is this expectation that you go to college you know that by attending college this is your way of like acknowledging and appreciating your parents sacrifice from coming to this country and doing what they had to do to raise you and you know it makes sense your mom was not working five jobs for you to be sitting on her couch when you're 45 and that is fair but you know there all there are alternatives Going into the military, you know, creates mixed emotions kind of based on your political beliefs, but it does provide opportunity to work in your field, you know. You might not have a bachelor's degree when you get out, but 5 to 20 years of military service says something. And likewise, you know, you can go to two trade school. If you're good with your hands and love cars, being a mechanic is fine. You know, people always need their car fixed, and you can make some money doing it. And, you know, and if you're just still not sure, then, you know, do something productive. You shouldn't waste your money going to school and just get a job, work, put your name out there, make your money, save up, do something with yourself. You know, you can go in with a career you think you might enjoy working for, get an entry level job in the career. And then, hey, if you really like the company and really like what you're doing, boom, you can start a career from it. Move up, keep staying, stay loyal to the company, and you just could, you know, get um get, keep getting promotions and do better and you know you might have that position one day where you know you're managing and directing something and you know you're competing with the person who spent like what two hundred thousand dollars for school and is in debt so i feel like you know life isn't going to happen in your expected phases there isn't a deadline for things you know whether it's going to be college marriage you know careers and families and you know the other expected milestones just enjoy life as you should you know do things that to um, make you happy because happiness needs to be a daily thing and with that i'm going to wrap it up college is really um complex and it impacts people differently <coughs> excuse me i'm probably i could probably share more as you know i keep on going through what i go through but for now, as usual, thank you for listening. And if you would like to share your thoughts, please follow me on Instagram and Twitter at the Stewie. I'm Stewie. This is a spiel with Stewie. Thanks for listening. And until next time, Stewie out.